0: We know it's important, but we struggle to cultivate a rich and intimate relationship with God in the midst of the beloved chaos we call homeschooling. Today, it's a great treat to welcome Olivia Spears back to the program, and we're talking today about the importance of personal prayer for homeschooling moms. Stick around. Hello, I'm your host, Lisa Meladnik, and today we're talking with Olivia Spears about the importance of personal prayer for homeschooling moms. Olivia Spears is a Kentucky native and dweller, wife to a lifelong homeschooler, and homeschooling mom of four. She holds degrees in theology and catechetics from the Franciscan University of Steubenville. In fact, it was her education there that first attracted her to homeschooling. In her studies, she discovered God's heart through creation, art, music, literature, and the liturgy of the everyday. She wants her own children to taste and see the goodness of the Lord in the same way. With a team of faithful Catholic catechists, artists, and editors, she creates catechetical resources that help Catholic families build a legacy of faith in their homes. And check out her website, intothedeep.co, not dot com. Into the deep, just the way it sounds, dot co. And I've also got her. Instagram tag in the show notes into the deep. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Olivia. So good to see you.
1: Thanks, Lisa. It's always a joy to be with you.
0: Yeah, we always have a lot of fun. And I think one of the best parts of this whole homeschooling journey is just getting to talk with other moms, learning from where they've struggled and where they've overcome. And so Mm -hmm. in that capacity, I'm just thrilled to have you here to talk about this idea of finding time for personal prayer.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. I know. I think that it's a struggle that all of us can relate to and one that we're constantly trying to work out in our own minds and hearts and schedules. And so um, I think it's a pretty universal topic for the homeschooling mom. So I'm thrilled to be talking to you and to hear from, you know, everybody who's listening to like about their own prayer life, too. I think that's exciting and encouraging as well.
0: Yeah. And and it really can be. It can be encouraging, even though we might look around at our mess and the things that aren't done and our long lists and maybe roll our eyes a little bit about um, trying to focus more on prayer, because we already know, but but it's, it's, it doesn't make it any easier that we know we need to do it.
1: hmm Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So as a catechist and a homeschooling mom, would you just start it off uh, with just some basics on why we really need to pray?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it is, like you said, it's something that we know is important and that we know we need to be doing, but it can also sometimes turn into um, another item on our checklist. And I don't know about you, but sometimes my checklist stares at me at the end of the day and tells me all the things that I did not do, you know? And so when we, when we think about prayer as just like another thing to check off our list, if we get to the end of the day and we don't do it, then it almost feels, um, it almost feels like another like point of shame, you know, or like failure, or I didn't quite live up, you know? But I think that, I mean, what prayer is, is communion with God, it's relationship with God. So it's not on the same level as, uh, as you know, doing the dishes or making sure that we did the full math lesson, you know, or, or anything like that. And so I think that sometimes we can look at it as another thing that if I don't get done, then in some ways I have failed. Uh, but I think that what is truly offered to us in prayer is just like our lifeblood, you know, is the source for all of our purpose and mission and energy and consolation and correction and encouragement. And I just think that if we can see prayer as the life giving relationship with the Lord that it is, then, um, it, it transforms everything. And so while we may need to put like scheduling things in place, like actually putting it on the calendar or actually putting it on our list, I think changing our heart attitude about it is immensely helpful because that is, that is what prayer does, is that it's going to sustain us and direct the work of our hands, you know? And so I think that's why it's just incredibly vital and why we all long for it so much
0: yeah and you were saying just before we hit record that you're kind of in that phase with four little ones where it feels like just getting everyone fed over and over again and getting the homeschooling done in the day is over rinse repeat <laughs> uh, you said it made me laugh um so how does prayer time measure up to those imperatives
1: right i know so one thing that I am constantly learning about prayer, Lisa, and you, you'll be able to relate to this, is that um, that it changes and that it ebbs and flows. And I don't know if you're this way, but my personality is, if I could just find the one thing that worked for prayer schedule and life schedule and parenting technique— etc etc then i would stick to it and happily do it for the rest of my days but we know that that's not life, you know, and there are seasons and life changes and kids change and our families change. And so there's always a need for recalibration, uh, redirection, um, things get topsy turvy sometimes, and we need to reorder, you know, our, our lives. And so I just think that that's, um, That's probably something that a lot of us feel like is I just want to find the prayer routine and then I'll just do that every day till kingdom come. (laughs) And our lives are just not mapped out that way. And so that is something that I'm constantly coming to not just accept, but I'm really trying to delight in it because the Lord is not phased by it. I may feel like disgruntled or thrown off by the way the seasons change so much or what happens when the baby's teething and, you know, I'm tired, you know, things like that. I may be phased by that, but the Lord is not, and He is always ready to, to meet us no matter what our days, seasons, hours down to the minute, no matter what those look like. He's always ready to meet us there, and He's always ready with buckets of grace for us. And so I'm trying to delight in that as the seasons change.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so so, just give us a little snapshot because I feel like sometimes the particulars can can throw us a little bit of a life preserver and remind us that we're actually still in the boat, even though the waves are big and life can be overwhelming. We're in God's grace. We we are baptized. We are prayerful people. We're doing our best. God never leaves our side. But what is that kind of heroic moment of surrender like when we actually? move from that overwhelm into intentional contact with God?
1: Yeah, I think that, yes. So I think generally speaking, and I'll get into specific for me too, I think generally speaking, um, it takes like time and intention and reflection. So I think it's hugely beneficial for us to think about What is our favorite way to pray? You know, so for somebody that may be uh, reading scripture every day, for somebody that may be, you know, spending some time in Eucharistic adoration or going for a walk and praying the rosary, you know, I mean, our list could go on and on. Thanks be to God. Our faith is so rich. There's so many different spiritualities and so many ways to pray and to really dive into that. That deep, sustaining, life-giving relationship with God. So I think that we can find what is the way that I'm most easily able to enter into communion with God? What is just like the natural fit for my heart, for my personality, for the way that the Lord and I speak. Um, and, and then to like make that a focus or priority. So for me, I love to pray in the morning. Um, I love having like my set aside time, right? So I'm always trying to pray on the fly, but I also ache for that just time set apart with the Lord. So I love time in the morning. For me, that means um, reading the readings of the mass and reading scripture and just having some time to talk with the Lord. And so that's, is always like my baseline. So for example, right now, like you mentioned, we have a new baby in the house and so we're not sleeping, you know, like ever <laughs> at all. And so my my ideal is to always wake up before all the children and to have that quiet prayer time before they wake up. I am accepting in this season that that's not that doesn't happen most days because most days I just need to sleep a little bit longer. So I still will have that morning prayer, but my kids are around, you know, so it's a little more interrupted. But what I've found is over over time and over the children <laughs> is that <laughs> I don't want to get discouraged and just give up on the whole feat. You know, I don't want to let like, well, since it's not my ideal, it's just might as well not even happen under any circumstance, you know. And so I'm always trying to get back. To that morning prayer, that set aside time with um, the mass readings, with whatever book of scripture I'm in, and um, and I and I understand too now that I've now that I've had four, I understand that I will get back to that. You know, I I have comprehension now that like the seasons aren't forever, and so I know that that will come back. And so just resting in the confidence that. The Lord is not stopped by that and that he is still ready to to be with me and to um commune with me and to meet me with His grace and so so that's what it kind of looks like for me right now is is trying to always get back to what I know is um just that super life-giving pocket of of prayer each day
0: mm, I love that. I love that so much because as you're talking about it, I can hear. The, how nourishing it is for you, that, it, that it's a consistent place where you go to the well, so that you're not running dry. And I've noticed that since I've started Third Order Carmelite Discernment and Training, and I've started doing Liturgy of the Hours morning and evening, I feel my soul has been to a banquet. I mean, I always was for a long time looking at the morning readings every day, doing a little bit of Lectio, especially with the gospel, Um, and often at Mass and all of that, you know, because I'm in a different season. I don't have littles in the house anymore. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am noticing the things that really fill me. Um, And so that's important too. And also when, when you were saying kind of in the midst of family life, noticing what helps, each person might be so different. I just had the image I interviewed another family, uh, a father recently about his family and he was saying sometimes they turn on music and they all sing. They all sing and dance around. And it could be praise and worship music, it could be like taking a little God break and getting our wiggles Mm -hmm. out when the, you know, when uh, it could be anything is all I'm trying to say. Like what's your family's personality and what helps them, but mom knowing what feeds her soul. What a great example for the children, too, during those times when you can't be alone.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And an opportunity for extra patience, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exercising virtue while trying to absorb grace. Yes. It's like this. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Good. So so in that sense of, is, so we're looking at, like the incredible variety of spiritualities. I think that's important to remember, because one of my questions kind of coming into this was, what would you prioritize over absolutely everything else? And you've talked about your morning prayer. And so that it might just be worth everyone here listening just to take a few minutes of prayer with the Lord and ask, what should I prioritize over everything else?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, when it comes to, say you've been, you know, in a season where prayer has just fallen off the radar altogether, you know, but you're, you're longing for it. I always think a good place to start is with, with the daily readings from mass, because I think it's a good way to get our footing. You know, that's where I started after having the baby and having a few weeks of, you know, what is life and time and, you know, <laughs> things like that. And, well, and am I finally, anyway? <laughs> yeah, And I find the daily mass readings to be so anchoring because then we just live in the rhythm of Holy Mother Church and we enter into the season. So, especially right now, if you're, you know, if you're feeling kind of topsy turvy and you're like, I don't even know what fills my soul anymore. I don't even know where I can go to meet the Lord easily and readily. I always think the mass readings are a great place to start because there are great, there's so much grace in living in um, the arms of the church. And because scripture, the word of God, is alive and effective, there's gonna always be something there for us and always grace for us. So I think that if you're feeling overwhelmed or so confused or just not sure about what your daily pocket of prayer could look like, I think that's a good place to start. And that's going to open up a lot of great conversation with the Lord. And then doing that consistently with Him, then then He's going to show you too. You know, He'll keep showing us
0: yes and we can trust that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. will shine a light you might be in a conversation with another mom or hear something on the radio or whatever it will be yes. but God will keep putting those pieces together for you and your family I was talking to uh, one of our great friends of this podcast Mary Ellen Barrett at one point who has uh you know a big family and she said each of her kid has their own spirituality one loves just sitting with the Bible and another prays the Rosary and another likes to you know like every one of the kids has a unique way that they've found and what a wonderful thing to discover growing up that not everybody feels that closeness to God necessarily in the same way, but also loving absolutely what you just said about being in the rhythm and in the arms and heart of the church. So yeah, I
1: think that's good. so delightful, right? That's so the creativity of God. We're all so unique. And so He's going to, to reach each of us in different ways. And I think too, Lisa, if you like, could speak to this, but even how, how that, how you're, pocket of prayer has changed over your life and throughout seasons right because because God's not going to say um well I would really like to speak to you mostly through this way but it's not a reality for your life right now so tough luck right he always works in <laughs> he always works through like our reality so how has that even changed for you like moving through different seasons of your life and motherhood yeah
0: great great question um i had a baby late in life so i was almost 40 when she came along and it took several years to convince my husband to homeschool so i started homeschooling well into my 40s with an 11 year old and uh and so i had had been able to go to daily mass and rosary and everything with complete freedom while she was in school and then suddenly we were together all the time and so it changed a lot we would do a little bit of morning prayer um together and then often on the fly going to activities pray a rosary together and sometimes i would just be too busy to do anything more than that except Mm -hmm. sort of at the end of the day go oh yeah thank you (laughs) You know, calm and clunk out. Yeah? yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yes. we were like on Long Island here, we joke that we're car schoolers because there's such a plethora of cultural and academic opportunities around here that we literally could be out every day. And we, our, our self management is spend some time at home with your children and, mm-hmm. and just be a family and not just be running around all the time. So it was really a very different flavor than a lot of parts of the country.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Talk about having the world at your fingertips there. Oh, crazy.
0: By the time they're teenagers, they're getting together in groups and jumping on a train to go see a Broadway show. I mean, or or <laughs> yeah. some other fabulous thing. So yeah, it's been an amazing place to grow up
1: for her. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We're the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now, back to our program.
0: What would you say are some of the fruits of regular prayer that you see? I know that you've said that it's kind of that filling of the well, but what else are you saying?
1: I have noticed in my life that that prayer is the linchpin to my days, and you know when I I remember when when I had my first and you know you know becoming a mother is it is so transformative like on every level <laughs> down to the innermost <laughs> part of us you know and so life looks totally different with schedules like you were talking about and it looks totally different in our hearts and so I remember. I fumbled through that for a very long time. It took me a long time to adjust to being a mom. You know, even though I always wanted it and was so excited about it, once that little baby was here, it took me some time to find my footing and to figure out, um, oh yeah, I super can't do this without the Lord. (laughs) It's very much too much on my own. And um, so I think that I have realized that that is what makes the difference in my day if i'm able to have some prayer time and i'm saying even if it's 3 minutes of you know praying the magnificat you know um if that's if that's all that gets to happen um in terms of like focused prayer besides you know, the prayers of like, Jesus, please help me during, <laughs> you know, during a phonics lesson or something like a quiet plea for, you know, grace and patience. Um, it it totally changes my whole day because it changes my heart and it changes my attitude. And I have I have seen the fruits, the good fruits of a day begun in prayer and the bad fruits of a day where I neglect it long enough to see it is it's worth it you know and so that's why i think i'm always trying to get back to that place because when i when i pray to i surrender my motherhood to him my our day my hopes and my plans i surrender to him and that makes all the difference in the world whenever we're living the day and those interruptions do come up or things don't go according to my plan or I have a child who clearly needs maybe like some connection. And so I have the grace to see, okay, I'm actually going to set aside the book for a minute and and really see what's going on in the heart of this child. I feel like I'm able to to see uh, much more with like uh, the eyes of of the kingdom or eternity rather than what's happening right in this moment and what is, you know, um just kind of takes my eyes off myself probably is the best way to put it
0: (laughs) yeah what you're describing is resonating with me so much I'm getting the kind of holy shivers because there is that sense that your perspective shifts we get spiritual vision and that does change everything because without that spiritual vision we're really not seeing clearly we think we are and we become self-sufficient to the point where we'd rather be nearsighted without glasses than put our glasses on, and prayer puts those glasses on so that we can see. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that grace-filled moment where you listen to the heart of the child instead of being caught up in, in other things that are not, not so important. And what dividends and fruits, I think we'll see them a lot more clearly when we get to heaven, but I think we'll see them down the road as well mm-hmm. in this life
1: hmm <clears throat> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think too, it was popping into my head as you were talking, our wedding rings are sacramental. Saying grace at the table, that's a sacramental. There are so many little things that are just part of our way of being as believers that can continue to just pour into family life that can be kind of access points for grace. Uh what mm-hmm. comes to mind for you? I mean I just, there are so many little kind of Catholic things that we do.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Isn't that a gift too? You know, that is such a gift because, because we're not, you know, we're not um, contemplatives in the sense of as maybe like a religious sister might be. So um, as vital as, as I find, you know, that time set aside for prayer, I also have to, you know, tend to the needs of my family and my home. And so a lot of my life can be lived as a prayer. And I find that that's really what that set aside time helps me do is to offer that and to have that perspective. Like you said, it helps me to put those glasses on and say, okay, my life is a prayer. And so when I wash the dishes, when I tie the shoes, when I change the diapers, when I, you know, correct the behavior, like all of that can be like a prayer and an offering. And then, like you said, our days are anchored with those little touch points. So, Yeah, grace before meals, you know, uh, family rosary or devotion, or like you mentioned, that family, you know, dancing, like those are anchoring moments. And I think so beautiful because in that way, we're really able to model to our children that prayer is not kind of going back to the beginning it's it's not just a checkbox that like once we've done it for the day okay we can forget about god you know but it mm-hmm. shows that our faith and prayer is woven through our entire lives and our entire days the liturgy of the hours like you said is you know perfect for that you know to uh or like praying the angelist you know at 6 12 and 6 um having those little anchors throughout the day and and they're innumerable you know take your pick they they really help show is like no our whole day is fueled by uh, this dependency on God and mm-hmm. and this being with Him and so I think that that's not only a grace for us as moms as we as we live out of our vocation but also such a great witness for our kids and as a family to to show this isn't just like something we do on Sundays or this isn't just something that we do you know before we start school or before we eat a meal but it's really woven into to everything we do.
0: Yeah, and I have no doubt not only is it a witness within your family. But I have no doubt that the radiance of our lives that are fueled by prayers impact other people wherever we go, that as we become living tabernacles of His presence through the sacraments, through our persevering lives of prayer that are messy, right, and never look like what we hope it's going to be, except that then God surprises us in amazing ways. I want to share a really weird example of when I was an at-home mom and very busy with all the things. I remember that I really wished that I could give a lot of money to Catholic Radio. I was just, th- mm-hmm. that Catholic media was so important and I wished I could be a big donor. And so I just started, I, I thought, what do I do every day? And I it was the dishwasher. I was putting things in and taking things out. So anytime I unloaded the dishwasher, I would offer that and it changed everything for me. It's like you said, changing oh. the diapers or whatever. I was doing it for the Lord and I was offering it for Catholic media as my daily offering. And I did not know how, where God would take my life. It's so funny, mm-hmm. but I ended up, you know, speaking, writing, traveling, doing all those things in the Catholic church, spending a lot of time on Catholic radio and Catholic TV eventually. I never would have believed you if you had told me that at that time, but the Holy Spirit nudged me to pray daily Mm. so just be aware of those things you might think it seems a little weird but god might invite you into something and you don't know what how he's gone ahead of you and
1: is preparing the way for something else that is the coolest story i'm just so in (laughs) awe of the the lord i mean is that so not him i mean like and, and how beautiful because that that intent of your heart was so pure and it was, mm. and your your <laughs> sacrifice for it was so hidden, right? Which I love because that's so our lives as moms, you know, where our work is so hidden. And it's often thankless. and but I think that because of how much the Lord values littleness and hiddenness, that we can be some of the greatest intercessors, exactly like you said, for, for his kingdom you know so i love that you said that lisa even just asking the holy spirit you know what can what can i offer it for you know whether it be for a specific child or their vocations or whether it be like on a more global scale like you were talking about you know catholic radio like that was really on your heart and to be able to offer our rinse and repeat tasks that nobody sees and that are very monotonous and not glorious you know that's, the Lord has a totally different perspective on those, and I think that He just hears the cries of our hearts so much whenever we offer our very humble, hidden, little, but just faithful work to Him. And I I just, I'm going to think about that story always, Lisa. I mean, how beautiful of the Lord.
0: Mm, I know, isn't He kind? He's so generous. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, yeah, all praise be to God. And uh, anything else that you'd like to leave us with, Olivia? This has just been so rich and so delicious, just spending this time mulling over all of this with you. So where would you yeah. like to leave us?
1: What kind of two thoughts, Lisa? Because I could chat for you with you for hours, just about anything. <laughs> so my first thought is like, <sighs> is back to prayer as our one of our greatest witnesses. I think our personal prayer is one of the greatest witnesses that we can provide for our kids. And I've here I've heard so many stories from, you know, uh, adult children about their parents who, you know, more than any lessons or lectures or events, you know, the thing that that had the greatest impact on them was watching their parents make prayer a priority. I can think of, you know, one example right now where um, a friend of mine, her mom went to, she had a weekly holy hour and um, she left in the evenings and for years, for years. And um, it was always just, you know, humble and and the mom just went. and. But my friend remembered that throughout her whole life, you know, about how her mom just like prioritized that. That was probably how her mom got... Filled, really filled up, you know, with the Lord, mm. and how that had a massive impact on her life, going growing into adulthood. So, I think that is important for us to remember that that's that's really a great witness that we can give to our family is that we're prioritizing a life with God, not just telling them that they should, you know, but that we're actually living it too. And then my second final thought would be just how much the Lord desires for those moments of prayer in our lives. As much as we're longing to sneak away and hide away with Him, um, He is with us too. And so I think that no matter what life throws at us and how our seasons change, if we can just continue to come to Him and even just say, Lord, I want to pray. Like I I want to be I want to have that time set aside with you. Can you can you help? Can you help make it happen? Mm. Can you show me where those pockets of time are? Um if I can't see them, can you create them? I think even acknowledging our longing for him is a beautiful prayer in and of itself and one that is just so pleasing to his heart and that he certainly will not ignore. So I think that um if we all wake up tomorrow and we just think, oh, well, the day has already kind of derailed and I've been awake for three minutes. I think a great place for each of us to start is, Lord, I love you and I want to pray. I would like some time with you today. And if that's the only time we get, then just know that, that I w- that I long for you. Um, mm. And surely he's going to bless that abundantly.
0: Mm, I love that so much. Letting the Lord know that we long for Him. He knows Mm -hmm. it, but when we say it, it is that moment of communion, Mm -hmm. however brief. He's outside of time. He completes what we leave unfinished. He can expand it and magnify it praise god all right everybody i hope you're getting the holy shivers right along with me and um olivia i always have this experience whenever i talk with you just wanna i hope everyone i hope tons of people share this episode because i think it's that important i think it's really Mm -hmm. critical and i just thank you in the midst of a very very busy life and all that you do for others olivia thank you for being with us today
1: lisa thank you it's filled my cup chatting with you so Praise be to God.
0: Amen, amen. Everybody, look for Olivia Spears at intothedeep.co. And I'll have her direct contact link in the show notes along with her Instagram account. That's at intothedeep. And just so much more to be found there from her. Do do check it out. And everyone, thank you again for being with us. God bless you. We are praying for you. Please pray for us too. And have a great day in the Lord.